Hey everybody, what's going on? This is your boy Pablo, aka Grandma's favorite grandson, aka the bearded wonder, aka Pod Boss, aka the Pod's gift. And I am here to give you another wonderful episode uh, of Toxicology Report, Roll to One Hundred, sponsored by Fat Flash Clothing. You know, get your get your uh, Fat Flash Clothing whenever you can. You know, soft, comfortable, got all sizes, all colors, all all styles. And as always, uh, my man, my mellow, sir. Introduce yourself with that ugly hat on. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, best friend, aka the colonizer, aka the great white hype, aka white meat. It's what's for dinner. All right. And as you all can see, we have a guest, you know, uh, a white guest. This is this. Damn. White. No, I'm trying to think. Have we ever had a white guest on here? Nope. Because you you're racist. We had a quarter white guest. You're racist. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. I'm here to bring yeah, you. You are. You are the Jackie, Jackie Robinson of the Toxicology Report. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Della? No. No, we've never had a white guest. Good job, sir. Let everybody know who you are. <laughs> All right, but uh i my name is jc uh or aka fat lance armstrong aka old one nut and uh, one nut i like the hat that's a good hat yellow's a good color oh one nut oh one nut baby that's what happened when you survived sir you say you really had just one nut huh yeah they okay. came for it See what happens when you. Uh, I learned the. Listen, man. I learned the hard way. What happens when you say I'd give my left nut for blank? Don't say it. It's not. It's not as cool when they come to collect, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on, on my on all my jerseys that I have here that I wear with my um with my gaming community, I have that on there, and it gets it gets uh it gets a lot of attention. It gets some pretty good reactions from people. It's pretty funny. I can imagine. I can imagine. So, best friend, how was your week? Uh, it was good. Not too <laughs> bad so far. It's only midweek, so hopefully yeah. the rest of the week goes smooth. Yeah, I see you in. Yeah, we didn't record that. I ain't seen you in two weeks. So, what's what you been up to? I saw you Sunday, man. Did you? I did. Oh yeah, you did. Wow. You did Only a couple of days ago. You know why? Because you had a, a horrible, you had a trash take, so I, I just blocked it out. That's terrible. Yeah. That's why you have no friends now. You and one nut over here, are single. Hey, old one nut. If old you're one use, nut. Put some respect on the name. Come on, man. <laughs> so, okay, JC, let me let me ask you this question. Okay? Sure. Since it's, it's October, um, if you can name five horror franchises. And oh, put God. them in order as your top five. Who is number one? Like horror movies? Yeah, the entire franchise. No, just the fran- the franchise, not just one movie. Well, I'll tell you this: I'm a coward. I hate scary movies. Okay, um, but let's see. Oh God. Um, so I mean, he's a casual fan. Let's see what he says. Um, so I'm gonna just give you five. I'm not gonna rank them because, okay. I, but. Uh, I've watched a bunch of the Saw movies. Okay. Um, 
I the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, gotta gotta love to do the do this uh, do the ski mask. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Uh, oh come on, they're classic. Yeah. Freddy Krueger, come on, man. He's yeah. got the weird. He's got the he's weird. Hated, he's hating because I put him at number one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um. Uh. One of the movies with the crazy little doll, the one that looked like John Gruden. Um, Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, you got the what? Um, John Gruden. And then um, I thought I don't know if they count as horror movies. They freaked me out when I was a kid. Uh, the Gremlins movies. Those, okay. little, those little bastards are terrifying. I That's, didn't even think Grim- about them. Gremlins is is the no the second greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, obviously Die Hard's the first one. Obviously Die Hard's the, the first. Hello? So. Yeah. Yeah. There okay. you go. There's, um but I'm also cuz it's I couldn't there's I can't really think of a franchise. I'm also a big I am actually a pretty big fan of zombie movies. Okay. Oh, you know what? You know what? Scratch the the Chucky movies. I'll put the the days later, 21 days and 20. Uh, okay. Those there you are, go. Those are good movies. I like those. Mhm. I like it. I like it. You see how you put Fred at number 3, sir? Hey, I, I did say so. I wasn't gonna rank them. <laughs> See, but you helped my arguments. I, I, I heard what you said, but you helped my argument when you put it. It's, it's your show. It's your rules. That's fine. <laughs> he always bends the rules. Not always. His argument. So, um, we're all uh, football fans. Um, Are we? Yeah, I'm still a fan. Back on his side. I'm still no. I've, I've been. I was a fan the entire the entire boycott. I just didn't like how they did them. That's all. Um, JC has has rougher years than, than us. You know, it's okay. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Broncos fan. I am. Yes, he uh, is. I, I paid. We paid for Super Bowl with Peyton Manning with uh, mm-hmm. eight years of pain. Yeah. Um, that was that was that was the that was the that was the. That was know. when you sell your soul. You got yeah. You that, that was the deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. But you know what's up, Russell? You know Russell Wilson's having an all right year. It's there's hope. There's hope. Russell Wilson's yeah. trash. There's nobody Russell catching the ball. It's not Russell happening. Wilson's got better stats than Pat Mahomes right now. Yeah, he, it's just nobody catching the ball, bro. Well, yeah, or they, they can't, fumble and they can't catch. and they can't. Yeah, they can't get into the end zone. That's what it is. Yeah, he's been throwing. He's actually had his deep balls been pretty nice this year. Yeah. Like literally, they're going from goal line to goal line, just not going across the goal line. Bro, you That's gave it. up seventy points. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah, he he couldn't go out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what? The most thing I was the most upset about that game was I knew that was going to happen, and I had I thought about it. I could have put like I was going to put two hundred bucks on the Dolphins putting up at least sixty. Yeah, could have made money, man. Yeah, they 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 are uh, they are something else. So I have, a, I have a video, okay, for, uh, for uh, a, these fans of the footballs. Another non-sexual turnoff for me. I'm gonna be honest. If you're a Cowboys fan, that lets me know you like losers. That lets me know that you're always going to bring up old shit. You're always going to talk about what you used to do, how fine you used to be. You know, you always reliving your high school and college days. That's when you peaked. You ain't done nothing in the last 20-something years. Yeah. Cowboys fan. She's a Cowboys fan. Chances are she doesn't live in the present. She lives in the past. And she's delusional. She's delusional. Never think she's the problem. It's always everybody else. And always got excuses. Oh, man, the excuses. Oh, my God. Excuses. Yeah. So, yeah, non-sexual turnoff, Cowboys fan. 
Bro, you gotta right. send that to me in text message. Yeah, that's I, there's a couple people I gotta send that to. But yep. <laughs> I will say, I will give Cowboys fans this. While they are, you could say they're delusional, you could also mm-hmm. argue that they're optimistic. Because every year, this is our year. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Every year. Every single year is our year. Sure. Well, hey, every year we have a new quarterback, and I think it's our year. So, I mean, they sold me on Case Keenum, so whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know why you believed in them. Uh, that, that was insane. Desperation. Yeah. Well, y- y'all could have just signed, you know, the kid with the afro. And y'all been all right, but, you know. Man, nobody wants that bum. He's worse than the quarterback they got right now. There you go. You think he's better than Russell Westbrook or Russell Wilson? Yes. Damn, really? Yeah. I've all I've always yeah. I've always thought that. Today, like right now. Right now. Right without, now. Without without, without playing, playing for seven playing? years. Without playing for seven years, yes. Damn. Starting to sound like a cowboys for you in there, uh, buddy. <laughs> no. I always like even when they was going head to head back then, I I it was heads and shoulders above them. Like as you can see, that's not fair. Russell Wilson's short. You can't say that. As and, and you know, Cap is six four, so yeah, he's going to be head and shoulders above him anyway. But <laughs> but no, I you know I always thought I'm sure Russell that. Wilson's a better father too. Oh my god, bro, he, he just became a dad, bro. Like leave Cap matter. alone, bro. I forget it honestly. I just kind of forget. I forget about him, and then every year there's always he always he always sends something to come back to go. Oh yeah, I, I keep him alive. I definitely keep always, him alive. Always begging to get back in the league. I saw. He I saw. Beg. He um the Rock met with him. I saw they were yep. he was trying to get him to come to the XFL. Mm-hmm. I mean that'd be good for the X. That'd be great for the XFL. Yeah, the XFL, XFL is, is dying. They need some, bro. So. Aren't they merging with the other one? Yeah, he's yeah. trying to buy. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, whatever league, but. How are they going to pay them? Some guys at the XFL are making like $5,000 and stuff. Yeah, like, that's the problem. But he, he's humbling himself. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're not listening now, to him. It, no, I, I'm hearing you. So if he goes to the XFL and he's willing to take 5000 or free just to get himself out there, humble himself to show what he can do, then I'll respect him some. But if he turns that down, he doesn't he want to play football. He did. He didn't want to. He did. So yeah. he doesn't want to play football. Yes, he does. He wants. He said, "Put him on the practice squad for the Jets." Bro, the I'm squad. not signing you for whatever amount the the, the league minimum for a veteran to I, put you on there and I not know the, what you can do. I think the veteran league minimum is three million. No, it's less than that. Is it? Oh, see, it's less than that. Bro, so, I'd be I'd be out there running up score. I'd be putting seventy up in the XFL right now to try to prove a point. Just to prove a point. Yep. I mean, he's not wrong. That would be he's a good a way to show that you still got it. Yeah, he's a bitch. Good, good players. Good players dunk on bad players. You need film, and you can't go to film and like throw balls to high school kids all day long. You got to get out there with some ex pros and whatever, and then try to do something. He would have been with the or, Ravens if he didn't let his bum ass girlfriend mess that up. Or, or. You can uh, go on the practice squad and show them that you can really do something. 
Bro, I'm who's giving out three million dollars to see if you can do something? True. I can oh, watch your man. highlights on I can watch your highlights from your last season at the 49ers when you want like two and fourteen or whatever it was. With a broke you foot. Shit. With Doesn't a broke matter. foot. Two and fourteen still suck ass. Wow. If Lamar had a broke foot, you'd be like, you know you had a broke Bro. foot. He got a broke foot, and I still talk to him like he's a piece right, of shit. Right, no, you talk to him like that. But if somebody else says something, you're like, well, Lamar had a broke foot. What are you supposed to nah, do? Nah, I, I, I wouldn't defend saying. Lamar for anything. Anyway, the league minimum for a, a 10-year vet. I don't, Cap don't even fall in that category because he ain't played a whole 10 years. But a 10-year vet, the league minimum is 1.075. That's what we like to call the Joe Flacco contract. Exactly. Yeah, they're gonna bring Joe Flacco off the streets before they ever bring Cap. Yeah, so it, and then the uh, three-year rookie minimum is less than that. So, yeah, yeah, he can do nine hundred thousand a year. He's fine with that. He got he got endorsements. Bro, Who's he not got like okay a- with nine hundred thousand a year? Dude hasn't worked in seven years. I'd be like, all right, all right. bro, he got uh, like a hundred some million dollars. He don't need the money. He should right. be. He'll be the highest paid. Practice squad player in history. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you got a hundred and some million. Go do XFL for free just to get your name out there and show what you can do. You – so you, you will go to a job and work for free. If I had a hundred and some million and I was trying to get back into what I really love doing, uh-huh. absolutely. I mean, I interned for it's free. Not, not like he – not like he needs the money. Come on. So you're going so you to be an intern. If that's what it took to get to where I needed to be, uh, and I knew – now, look, if I'm as good as I say I am and yeah. he thinks he's God's gift to – He doesn't think her, he's God's gift to anything. So you he shouldn't he be that. He shouldn't be in the XFL long. He's only going to be there two or three weeks the way he thinks he is. So if no, you go to XFL, you go – He has a contract. He will be stuck there for the entire season. Then what if somebody who don't like him hurts him? Then you don't what? think he's – it's just like it's just like broadcasting. When they retire, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go do broadcasting. I'm gonna put this stipulation in. Unless somebody needs me to come out of retirement to play, then I can cut this contract and go." And they're like, "Okay, cool." The Rock ain't gonna do that. The Rock is not letting that go. You know how much? You know how many people alone will just watch it because Collins there? There's gonna be people who want, who's gonna be cheering for him. So and there's gonna be the people who's gonna watch him fail. So if you guys play, money. what's their what's their season for XFL? It's not like, like 16. Uh, it's not 16 games. Yeah. So, okay, see, so 10 weeks you got to yeah. play. And then you could get a chance to get a lot more film and a lot more money. Or you get an overzealous uh, defensive tackle that want to clip him and he got a bad knee for the rest of his life and he's done. I mean, that could happen on the practice squad too. Training camp vicious. People get hurt all the time. It could happen at his house chasing a dog. Terrell Suggs blows ACL playing basketball. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> See, I, I can't talk with two Caucasian men on here. This is crazy. I'm um, not. What am I doing? This is never going to happen again. This is, you're the last white guy on the show ever again, sir. Damn, you done ruined it for everybody. <laughs> what I'm here to do. I won't be here next week because he said you're the last one on, so I can't come yep, back. You can't. He can't come back either. It'll just be me right. next week. Then got me fired. We'll make our we'll make our own show. Or you can talk about that's right. The two white guys. That's yeah. the name of the show. <laughs> we'll complain about Sprite being spicy and talk about how uncomfortable Colin Kaepernick makes us. Yep, exactly. It's two white guys and old one ball. 
Three balls, the three ball podcast. Three ball podcast. <laughs> Call him Q ball over there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man. Um. So this week, uh, two in the pink, one in the sack. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> sir, introduce the topic, sir. Introduce the topic, please. For me, I ain't got no topic. No, the the one we we're going to talk about. Introduce it. Oh, you want me to talk about that topic? I don't know. Yes. So, um, the topic he would like me to present to my fellow Americans. Not in. Is, oh Lord, not my. Uh, well, let him. He got a whiter voice than I do. Let him. Go ahead, sir. Just keep keep going. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for interrupting. So. Me and Bobby, we'll call him Bobby. Oh, be Bobby. it's me and Bobby right now. It's our show. No, both of y'all have really white names. Okay, that, that's the crazy part. Okay. That's racist. It, it is, but it, that's what it this, is. This is exactly why our topic about mental health and mental awareness and stuff like that is needed because people like you bully people and you bring us down and you're a racist. Mm-hmm. What's so white about John? What? John, there's the way the, you, yeah, you said that. John, <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah, like John F. Kennedy, right? Uh huh. John Mayer. John Cougar Mellencamp. See, there you go. That's white. Johnny people. Knoxville. White folks. Ooh, that's a good John. I like him. He's Johnny fun. Depp. Okay. Dude, there's another one. He likes shit in his bed. I'm sure that's a mental health issue right there. You didn't but. tell me you guys kink shame on this show. I wouldn't agree to come <laughs> on. <laughs> Finish introducing, sir. <laughs> no, so we're going to talk about mental health, mental awareness, depression, mm-hmm. um, and everything that goes along with that, what that could look like, what that means. From um, the men's side. From the men's side of it, because nobody out there really gives a shit about men and their feelings and what they go through on a daily basis, so. Yeah, we're 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 trained to be tough. Yeah, I so, agree. So the show emotion is a is a sign of weakness, especially I, in, in the white neighborhoods. <laughs> I agree, uh, and actually, <clears throat> I think there while there is still the stereotype of man must be strong, I do think that bit by bit there is progress, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely still probably way overlooked yeah Um, yeah but you know it's it is what it is man i mean it's the human condition right nobody's perfect but what you just said there though like why is that acceptable it is what it is so that's just how it is you know it's it's a good point uh quite frankly i always say it is uh if I ever became a president of the world, uh, something I would do is I'd make it mandatory for people to see a, everybody to have access to mental health care, like a, at least a therapist once a month. Mm. So I think everybody needs, I mean, and don't, if you don't want to use it, you don't want to use it, right? Everybody has, everybody has their own way of doing things, right? Some people, right? Like I, I, I have a therapist. I had an appointment today. I canceled it because I had, didn't, after my day at work, I chat. I didn't want to talk to another person. I wanted to go home mm-hmm. and lay down. Um, but you know, some do that. I know that, uh, I know uh, people that they hike, they go out and they hike and that's their, that's how they vent their frustrations out. Uh, I also use like art, right? Like there's, there's plenty of ways to do it. There's plenty of ways to deal with it, but it is, um, 
Yeah, I think it is, especially when you, there's a lot of things. You, it's really easy to click share on Facebook, like support men's health, da 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 da. But then when you have a, you know, you see somebody trying to express how they feel, and I do, it does. You do get overlooked sometimes, mm-hmm. unless it's something. I, I've been fortunate. Well, not fortunate, but you know, say with everything that I experienced in the last year, I had a lot more of a spotlight on me because everybody knew I was sick and what I was going through. Um, and you know, so obviously people were a lot more interested in how I was feeling, but I'll say it's kind of, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny once, you know, the hair, the eyebrows return, the hair comes back and then it's just yeet, get back out there. Yeah. I was kind of upset. I didn't get my, uh, my drunk phone call this year. I didn't drink. I know. I was kind of mad about that. I, 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 I didn't mad the man didn't drink. No, because every year on his because his birthday is on the fourth of July. So every year, I get a drunk phone call from him. I used to every year. It's a usually a tradition where I will um, I'll go get pretty tore up. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a a tell of when I've probably had too much is when I start calling people. And he, and he always tells me to come outside to Bel Air at midnight. <laughs> yeah, because you should because it's a good time. <laughs> and it's, there's always there's always something there's always it's one of those things where it's like no matter what happens there's always a story this year i actually uh i saved it i waited until at the end of july because i did a uh a fundraiser with a bar and i went out and got tore up then but even then it wasn't like years before getting getting too old for that yeah yeah, yeah. i get it see best friend therapy you know well you can't force it on people, right? The the big yeah. I will tell you this the the biggest thing because I've seen a lot with people with because you know I'm starting to get to the point where people I know have kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and they talk about forcing their making their kids to go to therapy, or I know people whose parents made their them to go to therapy, and if you don't want it, it's useless. Yeah, right. It's but some people don't need it. Some people can vent how they you know can either cope or deal with whatever they've got going on their own way. So I'm never going to, I'm never going to see therapy like, because mm. you know, if, if you don't want to go, if you don't think it was you, or if you're not comfortable with it, don't go like, and find something to take care of yourself. That's the important thing. Yeah. And also, uh, if you don't go to therapy, well, if you don't pay somebody for, to be a therapist, you can have a therapist just, you know, in your everyday life. There's always that one person that you can just vent yeah. to get everything off your chest, you know. I'm very for I've been very fortunate. I've got a lot of great friends that whenever mm-hmm. I'm not feeling great, I can talk to them about that. So it's um but yeah, I mean the I will say though the perk having somebody who's not invested in your life at all, where you can say I think this person's I, like this person's really bothering me. Da 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 da. They're not going to go. And, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, this person's not going to go and run their mouth because they're legally yeah. not allowed to. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, you're fortunate because you're from that that next generation. You know, uh, me and best friend, we come from that. Don't don't ask, don't tell generation. Um, if something's bothering us, usually, uh, you know, a pint. We'll take care of it, you know what I mean? Like, like this, or you know, go to somebody's house and you know, have a good little little tussle in the sack, and we'll be all right, you know. 
but I like that people our age now are going to therapy more. They are going to see help. They all they're going to talk. They're speaking out more. Like yeah. even best friend. Like at one point, best friend wouldn't express himself. But you know, we've had conversations recently that you know he's starting to see it's easy. It's better to let it out than keeping it in. There's really no shame. Yeah, right? not at all. Because it's not. It's never. It's, it doesn't always have to be like a call for like I need help or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Sometimes it's just I don't like this or yeah. whatever. Like, it, yeah, I think it's it's good, and I think I think you're right. I think well, I th- a lot of people, especially people I've noticed who are a little bit who are a little bit older than me, that they are becoming more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I day. think good man. Um, I think to your point earlier is when you talked about the insurance part. I think a lot of people don't go because they can't afford it. Like, even though you may have some type of health insurance through work, some of that doesn't come out to be cheap for some people. And some people just, that I don't even say some, I would say 75, 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. How are they going to afford to put out another 60 to a hundred dollars, $200, whatever it is a month on one session. And then, worry about themselves you can't worry about yourself in today's society you got to worry about them bills yeah that's that's a that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms you know yeah it's just yeah it's yeah some uh, some jobs are trying to do better with that um but yeah even with me um i think my copay is ten dollars so a month's worth of sessions that's that's 40 bucks you know like yep that's gas you know, like now, do you, do I want to talk to somebody and you know get my feelings off my chest, or do I want to put gas in my car so I can make it to work? You know what I mean? Like, so for you, that's forty dollars a month, but like, that's some good insurance right there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the county. Always look, taking care. Of, well, not always, but trying. They take care of the mental health tip. <laughs> yeah, but there is a lot. I there is a lot of services that do stuff for free. Mm-hmm. Or for cheap, you don't. I mean, they're not clinical psychiatrists or whatever right. like that. But there's there's resources. Um, yeah, and um, it, better better help is good. Yeah, um, that, I see. Yeah, better helps. I and you don't got to talk to anybody. You can just text. Mm-hmm. It's literally like you just it's just like you texting me, best friend. You you literally just texting like, hey, this is what I'm going through. And a, a therapist will help you out on the other side. So how do they get paid? I think it's a subscription, but it's I don't yeah. I don't it's not like copay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. They were like, "Hey, sorry, we keep before we answer this text message, we must have you put in your credit card information and pay us X amount of dollars." Yeah, it's definitely something because I know yeah. people who, who do the sponsors, they they have uh, promo codes and you can use and get uh, discounts on it. So it's definitely subscription based. Yeah. So they they make. And like I said, I don't, I don't know if the they and maybe I could. This is me just talking out of my ass because I'm not 100 percent sure. But like <laughs> they, I, I, you would assume that they're probably not doctors, right? And maybe right. people who have gone through training or whatever. But quite frankly, now you don't always have to be a doctor to listen to somebody. You know, at the end of the day, a an anonymous per or random person who's not directly involved in your life. Like I said, it's easier to talk to them sometimes. Some people are sometimes it's like I don't want to deal with the stranger, but sometimes it's like I could tell you whatever's going on in my head, and you're not going to judge me. So it's, 
and the texting. I didn't even know you could text them. That's yep. really good because if you have anxiety with strangers, stuff like that, mm-hmm. you don't even have to look at them. Mm. So there's, but it, I mean, it's a, it is a, it's a big thing. And you know, it's, you see all the, all, a lot of people who, especially like famous, and this is just keeping on the thing. Tell me to stop talking. We need to, but like a lot of really happy outgoing people are the ones who struggle a lot too. Yeah. Like when Robin Williams died, you know what I mean? It caught the, yeah. caught the whole thing. So, so I I read I read up something on that earlier. So he had like a severe case of basically he has Bruce Willis has a much more severe case of the same exact thing that Robin Williams had. It's like almost like a Alzheimer's type thing where dementia. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams knew he had it or whatever, and that's part of the reason. Yeah. Um, and he now Bruce Willis has such a yeah he has such a, a deeper. Yeah. Um, worst case of it now, in which they're saying that they don't, they're not expecting him to make it much longer at this point. But it's yeah, dimension. like you say, those dementia and Alzheimer's things are nasty, man. Yeah. Like George, I'm sure you've seen me post it. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, well, that's what the shirt is, right? Like yeah. I, do, I do a lot of fundraising for the Alzheimer's Association because mm-hmm. it runs in my bloodline. It's yeah. something that mine I'm too. Doing. And you know, if we're talk, going back talking about mental health. I, you know what I mean? Like, I live my life knowing that there's a good chance I'm not going to remember half this stuff. Yep. Like, it's, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, with the, the Robin Williams and Bruce Willis thing, it's crazy. Like, you see these people and they're, they're successful and they're happy, but you know what I mean? They, they struggle just like yep. the rest of us. So, better help subscription base ranges from $60 to $90 a week. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I was I withdraw my support of better health. That's really <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a doctor, bro. Like <laughs> and that's 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 to my point when so I went one time and the place was filthy. The chair would look like somebody pissed in it. Like mean. there was there's writing all on the wall. And I told the lady flat out, I'm like, Do you guys really care about mental health? Or are you just here for a paycheck? And she's like, What do you mean? I was like, look at this. The books you got are dusty and dirty. They haven't been touched. The room's dirty. Like, how am I supposed to come in here and feel good when I come in here and be like, man, this place is filthy. Like, you only care about the money at that point to me. You know what you need? You need one of the a Bel Air therapists. Yeah. Because they are yeah. nice. Um, Bel Air, uh, Westminster. That, mine's out Westminster, so. She's, I'm in Westminster all the time. Yeah. She's very good. So. Um, and... Uh, fun fact, uh, from my time working at uh, Cat Goose Mouse, that's why I'm in therapy now because of the uh, the vice president that you, that, that still works there. So um, that uh, Cat Goose Mouse, what a, what a time to be alive! Yeah, good times. Um, but yeah, uh, so <laughs> therapy's not for everybody. Um, Therapy, you definitely have to shop around. You can't just no, hold go on, to the hold person. on. You can't say therapy in the sense of going to see a psychiatrist because everybody has their own therapy in a sense. The word therapy True. is subjective. So, you okay. know, therapy to them might be a cat, a dog, or whatever. Okay. Whatever your therapy is, is for you, not seeing a human therapist. Right. So, uh, so, to seeing a therapist is not for everybody. Right. That's better. 
If I'm just making the way you can't no, 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 generalize. Yeah, you can't okay. generalize therapy. I don't like how you're talking to me. You get, real, you get real brave when other white folks are around, sir. That's crazy. That's two of us and one of you this time. Now. <laughs> you're usually you usually the minority in the room. Now I don't like this. <laughs> Bring it but back. Yeah, I'm an enabler. <laughs> yeah. But seeing a therapist is not for everybody. Um, and you can't dismiss it after seeing one therapist. You gotta shop around, you know. Um, you don't just go to one supermarket. You know, and then be like, oh, the food is bad here. I'm not going to the supermarket ever again. You go mm-hmm. and find another supermarket that has what you need. You just mine, go to Walmart like the rest of us poor people. It took, yeah, and mine, I think it was three or four tries. Yeah. Where I found somebody that I clicked with. And mm-hmm. more importantly, that my insurance took. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, one, two. Yeah, it was three for me. It was three for me. Uh, one, she was completely booked. Because it was right, it was right when the pandemic started, and they weren't taking anybody. Um, and then the other one, my insurance didn't take, but I didn't like the vibe I was getting from her. So, but yeah, this one here, I got a, got a nice one. Um, I canceled my appointment today as well because we had a meeting at the same exact time, and I needed awesome. to be at that meeting. But we rescheduled. She she know what it is. Um, I have some stats. Oh. Got some stats, you know, some research I did a little bit before. You gonna tell us that Colin Kaepernick had two wins in his last season? Yep. With a broke foot. And he almost went to the Super Bowl with a broke hand and a broke foot. But yeah. Um <laughs> so um nine percent. Nine percent of men in the United States have daily feelings of depression and anxiety. Nine? Only nine? Only nine? nine? That, that can't be right. That can't be right. I'm just telling you what the, what the numbers Bro, are. 9% of 3 billion? Well, how many men's in this on this planet? No, United States, sir. Okay. Not just how many How how many? How many men's in the United States then? Google it. Your phone's right there. You <laughs> Google people in the United States. You, you yell at me for getting on my phone all the time. I'm going to look. We'll rephrase it. 9% admit. There you go. There you go. I I buy that. No, because you know it's you sit down. I can sit down. Say I sit down with with one of my friend groups and almost every single person Mm -hmm. that has something. They may not admit it, and when I say has something, it could just be from general generalizing. Yeah, everybody has a diagnosis of some sort. So yeah, nobody. Nobody. That's the thing, right? Like that's kind of the funny thing. There's this expectation that everybody's perfect, but literally nobody is. Like nobody. So here's, here's the stat. So one out of four men have herpes. So either the guy that's missing from this show or one of us. All I'm saying. And it's usually a Caucasian man, so it, it narrows it down to the two. <laughs> uh, one in three men admit admit to taking medication for some type of feeling that they have walking daily now that's a lot 33 percent. i was i was still thinking it should be more than that i would say two and three men take medication yeah wow one in four men speak to a therapist 
That sounds right. 30% of men in the United States admit to suffering a period of depression. Not saying it's long lasting, but they had a period of depression in their lifetime. How many was that? 30%. Yeah. That's a lie. (laughs) How so? There's, well, there's, like I said, remember, it's that important to admit word. Yeah. Yeah, they admit word. So I'm just saying that number should be high because, you know, and again, so Johnny doesn't know this, um, but I used to think, just Johnny right there. Big, okay, big, Mikey. Big J. Big okay, J Mikey. Right Ooh, big Mikey J. and Johnny. All right. So I used to, I used to think people with depression were weak. I used to you think did. that like they were mentally soft and they just didn't know how to control their emotions and their body. And, you know, they were just always looking for an excuse or a scapegoat to just be like, oh, I can't do it. I'm depressed, whatever. I used to be like, man, suck that shit up and like just fucking move on. Yeah, but no, then we had those conversations. Then I got... I feel like I got some depression. I'm like, this shit ain't easy. This ain't like depression and anxiety is not easy. Like I used to think like, oh, anxiety, you just control it. And you just tell your body, you're not going to be nervous right now. You're not going to do this. And then when I got it, I was like, man, this is some real shit. This isn't like the stuff that I thought it was like, well, I I had to. It's you can't honestly, like I can't, you can't hold, hold those feelings really against you because like that's i think that's how everybody feels until they they're like oh my god and a lot of the times i think people don't even realize it like something my, my therapist has told me is a lot of the times what people categorize as the being lazy is even mm-hmm. like it could be adhd it could be depression you know what i mean like and then and that just snowballs but yeah. like yeah i mean but no i mean I'm not surprised. Um, number one, I'm not surprised you felt that way because number one, we're men, and yeah. that's the you know that's the expectation that's been put on us by the world. And if you haven't been in the shoes, you don't. It's easy to project it. That's yeah. how it's been. That's why it's so powerful. That's why it's been around so long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what do you feel about the people nowadays who complain that why do we have to put a label on everything? Why does everything have to be ADHD, depression, anxiety? Why can't it just be? So I think there's two sides to that coin. I think uh-huh. that if I'm being honest, like I'm like, man, these people are just looking for a reason to get a paycheck, you know, because yeah. so I know family that would label their kids early on because mm-hmm. they knew that they would get a paycheck for them every month because they were some type of ADHD, disability, whatever. Yeah. Um, so then I'm like, look, we're just, you know, the the rude, ignorant side of me would say, oh, well, we're just doing that to get a paycheck. But then the other side thinks that we should label things like that because we need to know the truth. Like we need to really know how much more is ADHD, how much more is depression, how much more is this? We don't want to just say, oh, it's just a typical boy and he'll mm-hmm. come out of it, whatever. Like you should really get some type of diagnosis and accurate. And now that's the, I think that's the key thing is accurate because yeah. a lot of times when you go somewhere, they'll just be like, you know, I've been to the doctors before for like heartburn and they're like, hey, take this depression medicine. I'm like, bro, I yeah. came here for fucking heartburn. Like I hurt my arm and you're giving me depression medicine. But heartburn is, is, is a sign though. But it's just one of those things. I feel like yeah. people are always just trying to hand out some type of medication. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, because they, they again, 
Medicaid. Yeah, they don't want to. You know, and most most doctors it. give kickbacks off what they give out. So you know, mm-hmm. you you come in there because you got heartburn. They're like, hey, take this depression medicine, and mm-hmm. you know, they get paid a hundred dollars off every script they write, and they don't care if you got depression or not because they just filled their pocket for the day. And those meds are wild. Like yeah. I had, I took because I I definitely have ADHD, and I took. Um, I don't even know what it's called, whatever the popular one is anymore. Um, but I took it. It made me crazy. I put a hole in my wall at work. This is the job I had before CGM. or um, Yeah, whatever. Um, I, You're getting sued now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I was crazy, man. Like, I, And I stopped taking it immediately because like, I would just get so angry for no reason. And yeah. like they do. They do. Like, those medicines make – and then the depression medicines. Yeah. You know, I'll, I've had my, you know, we all have our struggles, but man, when I started taking those depression medicines, the things I've started saying, and like, it, it was wild. Like, yeah. So. so I'll tell you right now, I'm on a nerve medicine for me, for nerve, my nerve, actual nerve, not my, like, <laughs> and like, again, I, the nerve problem going down my back, my leg, everything like that, you know, causing whatever problems it's causing. And one of the side effects of the medicine is may cause suicidal thoughts. It mm-hmm. says if you start having dark thoughts and this and that mm-hmm. or whatever, please see your doctor right away. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get rid of a nerve problem. Yeah. And you're putting me in a deeper state of something else to where it says you cannot just stop taking this medicine because if yeah. you stop, it can cause issues. You got to wean off with all these things. So in my whole life, I never took anything, but the nerve problem has gotten so bad to where finally after like, they prescribed me like 10 different medicines, I never took any of them. And then finally I was like, I got to do something. So I'm going to try this and just see what it does. And if I start feeling anything, I'm just done. But again, like, you know, you watch these commercials and it says, you know, you go to the doctors for heartburn, they give you a Prilosec or whatever it is for heartburn. Mm -hmm. They say, may cause anal bleeding, may cause miscarriage, may cause this. I'm like, bro, you're just going for heartburn, and now you're telling me that my asshole might be bleeding. Yeah, it's the side effects. It's always the side effects. Side effects are wild. Like when I I went through chemo last year, the things they were telling me that these drugs might do are wild. Mm -hmm. Like they could cause nerve damage in your fingers. They could, Mm -hmm. the one could like destroy my lungs. So I had to like go and do like a breath test to make sure my lungs still work. One of them, this one of their side effects was leukemia. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I was like, great. So we're going to, we're going to treat my cancer with cancer. Amazing. Like, but it's just, it's wild, but it's just, yeah. um, But I mean, it's just, it's the downside to, you know, for, the, for the ninety nine percent effectiveness, there's that one percent, and that's yeah, so they they don't really know, you know. Yeah. They they have to test, you know, like so, just like um Viagra, that was blood pressure medicine, you know what I mean. And then <laughs> the, the side effect was you know a long erection. They're like, oh, we got we got money here, so yeah. they don't really let's know. switch it from yeah from this to that. <laughs> let's talk about a rebrand. Yeah, right. right. So. And yeah, and like y'all were saying, like I used to take uh, depression medicine um, in middle school, like and right early like high school years, and yeah, I was a zombie. Like I, I literally no emotion. Like literally, I would just stare into space. And you, you like you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm, I was very monotone. So yeah, we stopped taking it, and I started playing sports. 
and then I met this fool here with the crazy hat. Um, <laughs> what, what's with the what's with the hat? He looks a good he's color. A, he's a hater, man. Like, look at him. Because he comes in here, he comes in here with these bright ass hats every week. Okay, with him. Just because Caps been out of the NFL for seven years doesn't mean you can take it out on the hat, man. He wears a cap. See, I think he's see, he's playing with my emotions. Okay, he he knows that I, I love caps. His anxiety caps on. My cap is about his cap. See. His his cap get more TV time than my cap. I don't like it. You should so, just be grateful that you can wear caps. You don't have a big watermelon head like. Yeah, I can't wear caps. I, I, I can't wear caps. You know, it doesn't exist. Cats don't. Yeah. Caps don't exist. Not at all. If Cap had as many viewers as we had, maybe he'd get some playing time. You right. We should ask Cap to come on here. Yeah, bring him on. You you let me know. Let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually friends with one of his friends, so. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. That's cool. Um, my, be- my best friend's cousins with Brian West <coughs> played for the Eagles. Like we all have. Okay. Hey, you should hook us up, man. We can get yeah. uh, an interview. <laughs> best friend. Best friend would talk. Uh, his, his Raven talks to him and, and see how he talk, talks to him. <laughs> so um, another stat: um, men are four times higher chance of. Successfully committing suicide. It says while men, women are more unlikely to attempt suicide, men are more likely to succeed in committing suicide. That's I'm because it works. I think women just don't have the balls to do it or try to do it right. Where <laughs> men just like men are like, look, this is it. Like you find a way to be toxic. You find a fucking way. <laughs> really, like you know, that's a that that's a. That's finality. Like that's one of the things where, like, yeah. you know, men just like fuck it. Like I watched a video today where, like, the guy was like in the bedroom with a knife, and the cop was like, "Put the knife." And he's like, "No, just kill me." He was like, "No." The guy was like, "I don't want to kill you." He was like, "Just kill me." He was like, "I'm not gonna put the knife down until you kill me." He was like, "Just put the knife down." You know, women ain't gonna do that. They're gonna be like, "Man, I don't." You think that because they think a lot more than we do, and men just I like their emotion, they 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 base a lot of things off long term emotion, thinking yeah. long term, where men just thinking about the moment right now. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you could survey them per se afterwards, like wherever they go after life, and you were like, Hey, would you do that all I guarantee you, most of them would say nope. Yeah. A lot well, of people I'm sorry, go ahead. They have interviews with people who jumped up the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. I was gonna say that, Every yeah. single one of them is like Soon as they, soon as feet left bridge, they were like, "Fall." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's. I think yes. I, I think that's a good lead-in right there to why it's important to find some form of therapy because you need to. It's it's okay. You have to learn to be okay with how you feel, mm-hmm. and doing that manages to make sure that you don't make, do some whiplash thing because you're extra stressed that one day. You know, like, because it's it's true. Yeah. I'm definitely going to say the Golden Gate Bridge. I've I've seen videos, and that makes sense because that's that's really fucking high up. I, I've been on that. I've been on that bridge before, so it's a long way down for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people who used to jump off like big ass like skyscrapers had the same feeling. Just we can't talk to them because. That sudden stop is, is a motherfucker. Um, but 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Sure. What do you believe is the highest suicide rate demographic? African. You're gonna say African American males. No. Uh, I'll. I'm, you know, I'll go white male. I'll yes. go Asians because they got tiny penises. White males. Want to guess the age range? Uh, 25 18, to, 18 to 25. I would go 25 to 40. Mm-mm. Older? Younger? Yeah. Older. And Older. 50 to 60. White men age 85 and older are the highest suicide rate by demographic. You know what? That doesn't surprise me at all. Because you're old. Like, you get older. You can't mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do. Like, there's a good chance that most of your family's dead. Your 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 partner could be dead, and mm-hmm. it's it. I mean, you know, it doesn't make sense, right? No, taking your life doesn't make sense. But that's that 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 doesn't surprise me. Yeah, a lot of older people just do it. Like they'll just go off and just sit somewhere, and, then, and especially if they're sick. Yeah, they'll just like, like I, I I did what I could do. Yeah, it's, it's four times higher. Um, it's four times larger than the population of 85 and older white men by alone. So 51 out of every 100,000 white males over the age of 85 commit suicide each year, more than any group by age, sex, or race. Wow. Yeah. I believe it because I've had a conversation with my neighbor and uh He's 84 right now, and he always says about how he's depressed. He lost his wife a couple, like four years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. He has no family, whatever. And just like John said that, you know, he's just like – but he always told me he, the reason he won't do it is because he says it's a sin, and he believes in God, like, hardcore. He prays, like, 100 times a day. Yep. And he's like, I can't do it because it's a sin. But he was like, if it wasn't, if I could, he was like, I would. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm sorry, go ahead. They always say it's hard getting old. Yeah. So, um, have you guys thought about it? Absolutely. Suicide? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a difference. I mean, oh, then he was just going to tell you. He's like, there's a dip click. They didn't yeah. want to hear the story. <laughs> the man upstairs said, nope, he's done. Yeah, he's like, nah, we're not, not going to have that conversation. Whatever secret he's about to give out right now, we're, we're not going to be seen. Oh, there you go. What a <laughs> bad time for <laughs> I got nervous. Yeah. I'm about to call you. I know. <laughs> the you man upstairs said, right? nope, he's checking out right now. And I think it's an important thing for anybody who watches who knows me. It's not, it's never, it's not an admission of attempt, but like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it, just happens right like yeah i think i think for a lot for me is so like i always thought that like living in a house where i kept it dark was always like that peace thing for me and it's one of the things where it's like ah come in don't let the light in it's easier to sleep it's easier to do this it's easier to do that and then when you come home for so long for years at a time and there's nobody to talk to and like you get off work at five, you come home. So from like five in the afternoon until nine the next morning, you know, 15, 16, 17 hours of 
not even using your voice, not talking to nobody, not nothing in a dark place, this starts to get to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, it was like probably like a stretch that I had like that, like six years of just not speaking to somebody unless I'm, I went to work. Like, um, it, it was, it was wild. Like, and even when I started going back outside, my voice, my voice box wasn't working as strong. Like I had a very soft voice. Like it was like, like it was literally like I was whispering, but I was really, I, I thought I was talking loud, but I was whispering cause I wasn't used to using my voice. So yeah, depression definitely had a play in that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what's this? Oh, 10 years ago now, uh, almost 11. Um, I attempted, uh, because I thought I, I thought I didn't, I didn't, I didn't belong here. I didn't, I didn't think that people loved me. I didn't think people cared about me, you know, um, even I, I had him on speed dial. I still didn't feel like I can call him because, you know, I was that far gone in my mind. Like no one cared about me. No one loved me, you know? Um, and yeah, it was, it was a rough time. That was, and then even bouncing back from that um, was a rough period. Like that's probably like the, that showed me how strong I was be honest with you, that uh, I can bounce back from something like that. Yeah. And ever since I've been, you know, talking about it, bringing light to the subject, I've did a few uh, suicide awareness walks, you know, I, I did yeah. a couple of fundraisers. Um, I need to get back into that, actually, because I haven't done that in a couple of years. But, we can yeah. Talk. Huh? I do a lot of, I like to do a lot of fundraising work. We can talk. Okay. Definitely, um, and you know, yeah, that's, that's 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 part of my story. So, definitely been through a lot. Definitely had that mom who was, uh, you know, military, so it was all man up, you know, be a soldier. You know, we ain't got time for this. And then I got a best friend who, you know, his household is the same exact <laughs> way. Like man up, you know, be you know, be strong, you know. So, me and him are both just being men, you know, was just being strong and, you know, that shit was eating us up inside and we didn't even know it, you know, like I acted up in school. He acted up outside of school. You know what I mean? Like that's all the characteristics and things from. It's just, it's a good example of you never know what somebody's going through. Right. Yeah. It's why. So I would, I would, and I don't mean to cut you off, Johnny. No, you're good, man. But, there's a there's a video on YouTube called the Cleveland Mayo Clinic, and I would recommend that you both watch it tonight. And it says, you never know what somebody's going through. So literally, it's a three or four minute clip where like you're walking out of a hospital and you see a mom and a daughter walking in and a little caption comes up and says, they're walking in to say their last goodbyes to a family member. You go to the grocery store and somebody walks by you with their head down, they bump your cart and it's like, this person just found out that they they got cancer. And then you, you're walking outside or you're driving down the street and you see somebody next to you in a car, whatever. Not those same exact scenarios, but it's something mm-hmm. like that. It's like you just look at these people walking by you daily and you never know what someone else has going on. So it's like you got to kind of check yourself 
because somebody comes into the bank and they're yelling at you. You you can either yell back or you can be like, man, what what do they really have going on that's underlying that's causing this or road rage, whatever the case might be. So it's a very good <laughs> point, but I would definitely recommend people. I everywhere I go for a new job, I make my team watch that because in the customer service world, it's very important, and you got to really know how to how and when not to react because you never know what somebody else has going on. So if I go into your office and just start yelling, they're going to take, they're going to be calm with me. My, my team knows that their job is to be 100% calm with you. It's my job not to be calm. So it's like the ro- the, the movie Roadhouse when he says, yeah. your job's to be calm until I say it's not to be calm. I tell okay. them your job's to be calm. It's my job to be the one to get fired or do whatever to make sure you don't get fired. So you want to test them out? Test them out all day long. I guarantee they won't react. Okay. But I think as much as messing with your employees uh, sounds like fun, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's an important thing. You know, you always hear people say, like, be kind and stuff like that. But it's it's that's why people say it, right? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes you think it's just, like, liberal propaganda. I'll be nice to everybody. But it's true. Like, yeah. I, I make a point to always try to be nice to everybody I meet. And I always try to laugh. And I give everybody a chance. Everybody gets a chance. You know what I mean? Like, because you're right, it's exactly why you don't know. You don't know what has somebody's got going on. Uh, right. I can tell you from experience. You know what I mean. Getting big, life-changing news out in the middle of public, like you know, I, mean? I was standing in the middle of a protest when I got that my doctor called and told me it was the day. It was right after Roe versus Wade got it got repealed, and of course, everybody decided to flock outside of a courthouse. So I had all these people staring at me, uh, like me. <coughs> I'm getting you know, getting yeah. told I had cancer on the phone, and I just. You know, smiled, waved, and went on with my day. Like, but like, and I want to tell you, you going through that process, I was so proud of you because I do not know how I will react to that. You know, you you had me like laughing. You 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 did the 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 bright side of it. When people like, yo, look at the bright side. You always was on that bright side. How everything was going. He was like, chemo sucks, but, you know, I'm here. Uh, it's whatever. Like, you know, and I, I want to say I'm, I'm proud of you for that. Nobody. Uh, thank you. Um, and, you know, it's you don't know. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. You know what I mean? I was sat there. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do if this is what it turns out to be. I didn't think it was. Everybody's like, no, nah, it's not super low. Da, 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 da. Um, but it's kind of funny because, like, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. That's And quite frankly, it, as funny as it sounds, I mean, I still have a lot of anxieties like we were talking about before we came on. But honestly, it actually kind of like gave me a more positive look on things. You know what I mean? Like everything looks a little bit different when you go through that. Yeah. Um, so, you like, know, even I, when you like shaved your hair and all that, I was like, like most people I see that go through that, like it's, it's always like crying videos and everything. Like, and you were like, I was mad. Yeah. You were. <laughs> I was mad. Um, I was talking because they were like, "I'll oh, come out right away," and I was fine. And I was like, "I was talking a lot of trash." Like, see, this is peak engineering, and I was like, "Right." I was like, "Oh, damn it!" Like, um, but it's just it, it. The people are a lot more resilient than they think they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, yeah. positivity. And- 
and you never know what that like one moment of positivity is going to do. Somebody might be having that thought about that Golden Gate Bridge, and then you walk by and be like, "Hey, hope you have a great day today." And they're like, yeah. "And then I you can change your mind." How many times when I would commute to work, like down to Kaku's mouth, and I would like stop and get breakfast or something somewhere, and I had like a really friendly like person in that window. Mm-hmm. And they were like genuinely nice, and it would give me a good start to the day. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy, right? You don't have to do it's you don't have to do anything other than genuinely just smile. Hey, how are you? Be nice. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've learned that from the my job because I work I work with kids now, so they would tell us they would tell us like you don't know like like I'm like okay. Why this kid coming here looking like you know a forty five year old man? He just looks like he just woke up. He needs coffee, and then you know being in the office and you hear the stories of what certain kids go through when they leave here. Like school is like a sanctuary for them, right? It's so really sad. yeah, so now I make it a point when I see anybody, I'm like, hey, good morning, hey, how you doing? Like even if they don't say it back, just that they know that somebody was like. Hey, good morning. It's good. How you doing? Da, da, da. Like there was one uh, student last year. She would come in. She was in fifth grade. She would come in there every day upset. I literally would just go to her classroom like, good morning. You're going to have a great day. And like literally about halfway through the school year, she started smiling. I don't know if it was because of me. Berta but... said, for the, for the show, for the likes, the thumbsies, upsies on the internet, we're going to say it was you. All right. I I'll like give it. you that credit. I Bro, he said thumbsies upsies. It's the reason anybody does anything, right, anymore. Yeah. Thumbsies upsies on the internet. The next week we bring in Johnny back. Hey, we can. If he, if well, we got we to have him for a, a, a more lighter topic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure if, he, if he brings his thumbsies upsies with him, then it should yeah. be fun. Yeah. I have my own names for everything, man. I've got all <laughs> sorts of all for, all sorts of uh all sorts of uh, good ones. Okay, so uh, let's let's, uh, let's 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 put a bow on this one, um, gentlemen. What's a, a some bit of advice for people who are you know going through it, you know, or they have somebody that they are going through it with, you know? You need advice for those people. You're not alone. There's always somebody out there who feels the way you feel. It's you could feel the worst in the world, but just there's somebody who cares. Even if you tell yourself there's not anybody, there's somebody who cares. And on the other side, check on your friends, man. It, it takes 30 seconds to send a how you doing, how you feeling text message to your friends. Yeah. I make a point every Friday to pick somebody I haven't talked to and I shoot them a message in the morning, see how they're doing. Yes, we do. Stuff yes, like do, that. So. Stuff like that. It's just, it, you know, it's <laughs> that simple, man. Like, mm-hmm. That's my yeah. two cents. That's my soapbox. I definitely get text messages from uh, JC about about once once or twice a month. Like, hey, what's going on? So that that, that is actual fact. He does that. Best friend. I th- I think my advice would be if you get with if your partner, man, woman, whatever, doesn't support you or appreciate or want to listen to your issues, your health, your whatever. Then they're probably not the person for you. Find a new one. Mm. Cut the cord. Cut them, cut them off real quick. Where were you at like ten years ago? 
I didn't call you. That's what it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I would say, you know, I echo both of those sentiments definitely. And then also, uh, if you have a friend or a loved one that you're close with that you see is going through it, you don't have to talk their head off. You don't have to take them to the bar. Sometimes just sitting next to them, just sitting next to them, you know, that does it. Company um, goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm, I know this has been plenty of times where I wish that just somebody would just sit there, you know, um, and just not talk like the, that is so underrated. The fact that you can sit next to somebody and not have a conversation, but still be fulfilled. It's so underrated. So it's yeah, sometimes just be next to that person and it's all good. Yep. Yeah. You, you ready, best friend? Uh, sure. All right. It's time for the sack question of the week. I feel targeted. <laughs> <laughs> I've been set up. I've been hooked. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you that's always been the thing before you came. But then I was like, Man, this is uh, weird. Awkward. <laughs> right. I think this one kind of ties into some type of, I would say mental health also. So it's funny because there's times that we have conversations that he doesn't know what my question is going to be or my topic is, but then it tied directly into it. So something like today, when it comes to what our topic was, and then this question came in, I was like, man, this is like the same thing. So somebody wanted to know what are your boundaries for your relationship and how do you set them? See, tell me these things don't just Uh, come in the show. I'll see y'all later. (laughs) I'll go this way. Well, JC, you're the guest. (laughs) It's just. I'm gonna when I hear relationships, I'm not gonna assume romantic relationships because I haven't. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna think relationships with just other people in general. And honestly, it's for me. It's just honesty. If I don't think you're genuine, I'm, you're you're done. I don't, I'm not gonna waste my time with you. I'm the nicest person. I'll break. You know, I'll bend over backwards for somebody. But like, if I can't even trust you to be straight with me about something simple, like I don't got the time. I like how you turn that into just a generalized the word relationship yeah. versus well because it's yeah. important right like the word relationship is that's 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 a soapbox we can do that in another episode but yeah there's relationships are more than just somebody that you say I love you to and good night to ever it's it's not it's more than your boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. I agree I agree okay see that's why that's why he went first I like that so <laughs> in the in, in the I guess in the in the realm of how uh, JC said it, um, boundaries. I I'm known to put a wall up. Um, I, I've known to not let people in. Um, I'm very. If I don't know you right away, I'm I'm, I'm you're, you're not going to get close to me because I've been, I've been hurt. 
a few times. Uh, can't tell it all because I have a crazy best friend who goes look for people. Um, but I've been hurt a few times. <laughs> um, but when I get to know you and I, I learn to say no, that's 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 how I start my boundaries off. Like the ability to say no or I cannot or not this time is how I set the boundaries for a lot of things. Because I'm also, and a best friend would tell you, I'm a people pleaser. Like, I will go out, I will just do, you know, I don't care if I got to, like right now, like if we didn't do this show and our friends was like, yo, let's go hang out. And I know I got to be up at six tomorrow. I will go hang out just so they won't be like, ah, he ain't come out. You know, like, so learning to say I can't do it right now, maybe another time or no, that's that's how I set the boundaries. It's good. So I, um, I I read an article on Lady Gaga <laughs> recently. Gaga, you know I love her. Oh, and, um, so she she at one point when she started, she was on her first ever tour, and she got a a message saying that she was broke. Her her accounts are negative, and she's like, "How's that possible? I'm on I'm on tour right now. I'm making millions, and she was broke. Mm-hmm. So she was saying how like." she she wanted just like a depression and trying to make that money back because you know she didn't realize how much it cost to produce these events mm-hmm. over what she'd signed for and the money she was taking in you know um so she said that in order to get out of her depression and her mental health for it to get better she had to learn to say no she had to start telling people because people would just use her and get her they oh she's just going to do it put her here 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 she was running herself into the ground working yeah. eight days a week basically um and doing all this stuff and then at the end of the day she was still broke so she had to like she it became easy for her to say no to people at that point so i think that's a, a good piece to say you have to do that. You have to set your boundaries, whether it's a relationship, friendship, work, co-workership, whatever it is, you have to be able to say no um, in order to help yourself out. Yep. It's really important. It's a good skill. Absolutely. Yeah. He tells me that all the time. So I need to start telling people no. And for a while, I told him I couldn't. I'll tell him no to telling people no. Um, <laughs> and then... Yeah, like I would look back at like old videos or old pictures of myself, and I'd look like absolute death. Like I would look like like I didn't sleep, and I probably didn't um, in days. So, and then there'll be days where I just my body would just conk out on me, and I'll just be sleep for two days straight. You know, Um, because I I was in that mentality of you know no time like the present. You know, do it now. You know, so you ain't got to do, do it later, and sometimes you got to pace yourself, and yep. that's that's the that's the key to life for me. Pace yourself. Um, sometimes the bill not gonna get paid. You know, it's, it'll be all right. You know, we'll figure it out. You know, you know, uh, if I miss a cookout, I'll have another one. I'll get some ribs some other time. It's fine. So, yep. You know, I just can't go to Pasadena all the time. That's all. <laughs> 
not too friendly down there for people like me. But uh <laughs> 49 fans? Huh? Said 49 fans? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, they, they can't stand 49 fans down there, you know. Um so but yeah. Learn how to say no. Set that boundary. You'd be all right. So one more quick thing for you, uh, really quick too. It's because uh-huh. I think it's an important call out. Nine eight eight on your cell phone, text message or phone call is the national suicide hotline. Absolutely, it's three Absolutely. numbers, man. If you ever feeling bad, it's all it could take, and make sure you're here to listen to more me making jokes about testicles on a podcast. Yeah, and then uh, and also when you call them, um, it'll be very irritating. So <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna want to do anything to yourself, but at the time you finish talking to them, whatever um, it takes, man. Yeah, they are they're. Very soft-spoken, very non-confrontational on that on that hotline. So, and that's their job. Their, their job is to talk to you politely. So, yeah, nine eight eight, definitely. So, all right, fellas, this was good. This was fun. I, I like it. Best friend. Uh, you want me to say something? Do you, you I- did you enjoy yourself? Did, how do you feel? About me being the minority for once. Well, I think that me and Johnny should uh, break off and start our own and just say, fuck you. You say that about every guest we have. You always threaten to leave with the guest. Because I feel like every guest is better than you. (laughs) (laughs) You just say that because Ty was listening to country music and you felt good. Um, Yeah, man, this was good. I liked it. Uh, I liked the conversation. Um, JC, thank you so much, brother. Um, we're gonna have you guys. On some on, on some lighter stuff, because we have lighter lighter topics we talk about on here. Yeah, hit me up. I'm uh, I've got nothing to do. Cool. I, I love sounds it. like I love next it. week. Why yeah. hit him up? Tell him right now. Next week, nine thirty. Are, are you gonna be ready next week? JC will be ready, or will you be ready? What's next week? Anything special? Exactly. No, nope, you I'm, will not. The worst case, coming. if I'm not ready, JC's stepping in. Hey, there oh. you go. I'm pretty sure next week on Thursday Night Football is Broncos and Chiefs, so we might need to talk about mental health again. But yeah. <laughs> Wednesday night to prepare for it. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I love we it. Can be, we can be, yeah, let's look for some pregame therapy. That would be so amazing. Um, like every week that you can't make it, I'll just find another white guy to come on. <laughs> you can just put my face over there. So yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. Um, I can find a yellow hat to sit on top of my head and talk trash about Colin Kaepernick. I can do it. There you go. <laughs> this is my application for the job. That, that's it. That's all you need to do. You got to wear, you got to wear a cap and talk about cap. That's it. All right. You go all right. Um, you know, as we always say about this time, um, you're you're not a hoe. They're hating because you're having fun, and you're not trash. You're somebody's treasure, and that's word the mundo. And so, until next time. We're out. Hey, just remember that if you ghost somebody in October, it's not rude, it's festive. I like it. I like it. I'm going to keep that in mind. (laughs) 